You are listening to the First Baptist Church Podcast. My name is Joe Cooper and I am the worship leader at Morton First Baptist Church. We are a church that seeks to honor God through both our biblical songs and preaching and in everything that we do as a church. Now join us as we begin our worship service. It's just really good in this song as it talks about who Jesus is, what he's done for us, and how we have to decide, are we going to stand for him or are we going to stand for the world? And so uh, sing along with me as we do the stand.
you're saved, you know the gospel, you have the gospel, and the question is, what are you doing with it? How are you getting it to others? And a good place to start is just say, in your prayer, God, send me someone to, uh, to share the gospel with. And within 24 hours or so, he, he sent someone right, right to their doorstep. And I wonder with us, how, how often do we pray that God will give us opportunities? And sometimes I don't think we do because we're afraid that he might actually answer that prayer. And so, so we don't pray that very often. I encourage you uh, this week, everybody in here, to pray that God would put at least one person in your path that you can share the gospel with. And I, and I hope that you commit to do that. Let's look in Luke chapter 8. If we have a little light and we're going to let it shine, uh, we don't want to put anything over it and hide it. And this is what Jesus is talking about in Luke chapter 8 verse 16. If you would follow along with me. Jesus says, Now no one after lighting a lamp covers it with a container or puts it under a bed, but he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not become evident, nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. So take care of how you listen, for whoever has to him more shall be given, and whoever does not have even what he thinks he has shall be taken away from him. And his mother and brothers came to him, and they were unable to get to him because of the crowd. And it was reported to him, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside wishing to see you. But he answered and said to them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. Father, help us today as we look at your word to understand what it means to have the light, what the light does, who the light is, and what we're supposed to do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I was reading that if something happened and caused the sun to go away, uh, sun's light to go out, Here's kind of what would happen on earth. It would take about eight and a half minutes uh, for us to know that anything happened because it takes eight and a half minutes for the light to travel from the sun to the earth. But after those eight and a half minutes, it would be night all over the earth all at the same time, be complete darkness. We would not be able to see the moon. The moon would disappear uh, because the only way we even see the moon is because it reflects the sun's light. Within days, it would be hundreds of degrees below freezing. It said that the atmosphere itself would probably freeze and fall to the earth and then the earth itself would most likely, because of uh, the gravitational pull that it's lost from the sun, would shoot off into space. In other words, uh, we wouldn't survive very long at all without the light. And that's physical light. Jesus today is talking about a special kind of light that we see in His Word and we see today four things that the light Jesus is talking about, four things that it requires. And we're asking the question today, what if there was no light 
of God's Word? What if we have the light but neglect it by trying to put it out or hide it or not using it? What would happen in those situations? Well, there are four things that light requires of us. The first thing we want to see today is that light demands to be seen. Light demands that it be seen. Now, if you look in verse 16, Jesus says, No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a container or covers it with a jar, uh, puts it under a bed. Nobody does that. No one says, well, you know, it's dark in here, let me go light uh, this candle and then put something over top of it. No one says, well, let me go get the flashlight and turn it on and then stick it under the bed so it doesn't help anyone. Nobody does that at all. Nobody lights the lamp and then covers up the light. But instead, he puts it on a lampstand so that those who come in may see the light makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Just such a simple thing that Jesus says here. He says, if you turn on the light or you light a light, what you're wanting to do is see with the light. You don't turn on the light so it'll get darker. You don't turn on the light so you can hide something. No, you turn on the light so that things can be seen. Now remember the context of what we're talking about here. Last week we talked about four ways to hear God's Word. The sower sows the seed and there are four ways to hear, four ways to respond. So we're talking in the context here of hearing God's Word, um, hearing it and responding to it. So lighting a lamp with what we're uh, seeing in verse 16 uh, is the gospel witness or the proclamation of God's Word. So, in, in other words, the, the light that is lit, the lamp that is uh, turned on, the, the switch that is flipped, whatever illustration you, you want to use, that is a picture of the gospel witness of God's Word uh, being put out for others to see. The book of Revelation, chapter 1, verses 12 through 13, shows there, if you were to read that, that churches are symbolized uh, by a lampstand. The Bible talks about lampstands and, and how that is a picture of the church. I think that's a great connection with, with what Jesus is talking about here. Uh, the lampstand, the, the ones who have the job of making sure that the light gets shown and the light gets put out there for others to see. So we're not to light the lamp and then hide it. What is the goal of light? Well, the goal of light is to be seen. We put it on a, a lamp stand. You put it up to where it covers the room and people can see by it. So God's Word is the light. God's Word is the lamp. And the church functions as the lamp stand. And when we're talking about the church, we're not talking about the, the building. Uh, we're not necessarily talking about this worship service. When we're talking about the church or God's people, those who have been entrusted with His Word, we're talking about people individually uh, who also come together as, as a group. Those people who have God's Word. So in other words, this morning, if you are saved, if you're a Christian, if you have... 
uh, trusted Jesus as your Savior, you've accepted the gospel as truth and turned from your sin and trusted in Jesus, then you are part of the lampstand. You are part of the thing that is supposed to help get the light out there. Well, what do you do with your lighted lamp? Now, this isn't talking about just the preacher getting up on Sunday morning preaching and proclaiming God's Word, setting up God's Word as light so all can see. This is saying you have the light yourself, not just the preacher, not just the Sunday school teacher, uh, not just the deacons in the church, but if you are a Christian, period, you have the light. Ask yourself this morning, what are you doing with it? There are only a few things you can do with the light. Either you can put it up where others can see, or else you can hide it uh, so it makes no sense to even have it on at all. What are you doing with the gospel that you have? Are you making sure that others hear it? Are you making sure that others see? Or do you keep it off to yourself? Do you hide it so that it doesn't accomplish what it's supposed to accomplish? Well, we want others to see clearly. We want others to hear the gospel, don't we? We want others to, to hear God's Word. We want others to be saved. We want others to know the gospel, know the news of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. You have that news. You have that light. What are you doing with it? Pen a guy by the name of Penn Gillette, who, who's of this magician group, Penn and Teller. Maybe you've seen them on, on television. Um, he is an atheist, uh, but, but he makes a lot of sense when he talks sometimes, and he gets to, to the point when he uh, says what he says. And, and he made this statement one day as an atheist. He said, how much do you have to hate somebody to believe everlasting life is possible and not tell them that. Think about that. How much do you have to hate somebody to know that they don't have Jesus and to know that they're on their way to hell? You have the remedy. You have the solution. You have the good news of the gospel. How much do you have to hate them to not walk over and say, let me tell you about Jesus? You have to actually hate somebody to act like that, don't you? How in the world could we see a sick and dying person lying there and not go help them in the same way? How can we see someone over here who, who does not know Jesus, who is lost, and not at least go over there and say, Can I tell you about Jesus? If we don't do that, we're taking the light and hiding it under a jar hiding it under the bed. What are you doing with the light? Light demands to be seen. But light also today, second thing, light uncovers secrets for judgment. Look in verse 17. This is a scary verse. Jesus says, For nothing, nothing is hidden that will not become evident nor anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Those are some scary words. There's not a thing in your heart, not a thing in your intentions, in your mind, in your life, 
that you think that you've hidden that is actually hidden at all. There's nothing that is outside the view of God. Darkness does not hide anything. It just gives you the illusion of covering something up, but in the end, darkness doesn't truly hide anything. Luke chapter 12, verses 2 through 3. The Bible says, But there is nothing covered up that will not be revealed, and hidden that will not be known. Accordingly, whatever you have said in the dark will be heard in the light, and what you have whispered in the inner rooms will be proclaimed upon the housetops. I want you to think about that. The things that you have said in secret, the things you've said behind someone else's back, the things you've done that you thought nobody else knew about, there's going to come a day when every bit of that's going to be brought out. Every bit of it will be proclaimed. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 5, uh, Paul says, Therefore do not go on passing judgment before the time, but wait until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the things hidden in the darkness and disclose the motives of men's hearts, and then each man's praise will come to him from God. Church, there's a day coming, a day of judgment, when there's not going to be one thing left in the dark. Everything will be exposed. There won't be a thing that you've ever thought, a thing that you've ever intended, a motivation that you've ever had that won't be made known. It will be brought out bare and on display. Light uncovers secrets for judgment. Now I want you to consider the relationship of hearing God's Word and judgment here. What, what will it be like for those who listen to God's Word but they never hear? You know, some places in the world people put their lives on the line just to get to hear the Bible. There are some places in the world that if you get caught with the Bible, you're going to go to jail. You could have your life in danger. There are some places in the world where people have never heard the name Jesus. And yet here we are, week in and week out, hearing the Bible, hearing the Gospel, studying God's Word. And what in the world are we doing with it? What in the world are we doing with God's Word? This may come as a big surprise to you, but I'm not that great at math. Back in high school, I really struggled with geometry. Uh, I even had to take a half a semester over again, but as I struggled through the semester, um, I could probably try to hide my struggles from, from my parents. And then, you know, they'd ask me, I was school today. Oh, it's fine. Oh, it's fine. All the while, I'm not doing very well. Well, halfway through the semester, what my school used to do was they would send something to your house called a, a deficiency in the mail. And you knew it was coming. And what the deficiency would say was your child, Eric Douglas, is, has such and such grade in, in geometry. If he doesn't do better, he's going to fail the class or, or, or whatever. And you knew it was coming. And when that day came, when that arrived in the mail, oh, 
how there was judgment that, that day as well. But as well as I tried to hide it, and as well as I, I tried to act like things were going well and everything was fine, eventually there came a day of reckoning where everything was brought out to the light and that which was not known before was put out in the open. And it's the same thing with God's judgment. We may be trying to go through this life acting like everything is okay, acting like we don't have sin we're struggling with or, or whatever it is, but there's going to come a day when it's all going to be made known and there are going to be no excuses. You're not going to have a leg to stand on unless you stand in Jesus. Light uncovers secrets. The third thing I want us to see about light is that light increases or it decreases depending on how you listen. Jesus says in verse 18, So take care of how you listen, for whoever has, to him more shall be given, and whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has, shall be taken away from him. So here we have a principle of, of Christian growth, of, of how to get and receive more light uh, from God. And Jesus says the way to do that is you take care how you listen. Remember the context again, the sower and the seed. Four different ways to respond to God's Word. And what we're seeing here is Jesus showing if you have the light, if you hear God's Word, you have to take care that you respond in the right way. You have to do what God's Word has said. You have to take care of how you listen. You have to receive it and respond accordingly. Maybe you've heard the saying before that you you got to have money to make money. In the same kind of way, you got to uh, respond properly to the light you've been given in order to receive more light. John MacArthur says, how a person responds to God's revelation will determine whether he will receive more light or lose what he has. Here, here's the situation. Every week, if you come to church, you hear God's Word. What are you then doing with it? Are you responding to it? Or are you leaving saying, yeah, I know I need to do this and that. I know I need to repent from this. And I know I need to trust Jesus in this promise and that promise. Yeah, but but I, I'll get to that later. And then you wonder why you're not growing in the Lord. If you're not responding the way God's Word calls you to when you receive His Word, then no wonder we don't understand any more than we do. 1 John 1.7 says, But if we walk in the light... As He is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus His Son purifies us from all sin. When you hear the light, hear God's Word, hear the Gospel, what you have to do is, is then live in it, respond to it by uh, turning from the darkness and walking in the light. It's kind of like if you were out hiking somewhere and you went in a cave to look around and, and then you get trapped in the cave. And the cave is completely dark and you can't see anything around you except for finally you, you see over to the left, you see just a, a small glimmer of light. Well, what are you going to do if you're in that situation? Are you going to sit there or go toward the light? 
point you go toward the lot. And once you go toward the lot and you, you go, go around a, a bend just a little bit, you notice that the lot gets a little bit brighter. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to keep going toward that lot. And, and eventually, if you keep following that lot, uh, maybe, just maybe, you'll find your way out of there. It's the same thing with God's Word. If you hear truth, go toward the truth. Don't sit over here and, and, and twiddle your thumbs and not do anything about it. Don't, don't sit over here on, on your hands and uh, kind of scratch your, your head and say, eh, I, I might do it uh, later. No, if you know what God's Word says to do, go toward it and do it. And as you do that, as you obey, you will understand God's Word more and more. Light increases or decreases depending on how you listen. But finally, today, I want us to see that light requires that we obey God's Word. You look at verses 19, 20, and 21 and you think, well, this, uh, th this has nothing to do with what we're talking about because we're talking about light and not putting it under a jar and now all of a sudden we're talking about Jesus' mother and brothers and, and things like this. And what sense does it make? Well, these people uh, come to Jesus and say, Listen, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are standing outside and they want to see you. And Jesus answered and said, My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. At first glance, you say, well, what does that have to do with anything? Well, that has everything to do with what we're talking about. Hearing God's Word, number one, but not just stopping there, then number two, actually doing it. Actually going on and doing what God's Word has said to do. So if we're supposed to respond to God's Word correctly, what is the correct way? We hear His Word and we do His Word. The book of James says, don't just be hearers of the Word, but, but be doers of the Word. Ask yourself, how pointless is it if we come to church every week, go to Sunday school every week, and we hear God's Word... And we go home during the week and we have devotionals and we get up in the morning and read the Bible or, or however it is you do it. And you do all those things, but you never actually do what the Word of God says. How pointless is it to do that? To come to church and hear the Word and then go home unchanged. To go to Sunday school and dig into the Word of God, but but yet not be any different when you leave. To get up in the morning and, and read the wonderful promises of God's Word, but not go through the day trusting in them. What kind of point is it to live like that? It's kind of like having a, a gym membership and never exercising. It's kind of like going to the doctor for your sickness and he gives you a prescription, but yet you, you don't take the medicine. It's kind of like hearing a, a fire alarm going off and saying, well, I, I'll get to it later. It makes no sense at all. These ones who are truly connected to Jesus are those who not just hear His Word, but they are the ones who do His Word. They follow after Jesus, listen to Him, and they do it. That's what light does. That's what light demands of us. It demands to be seen. We don't have light and hide it. No, we want others to see it. We understand also that 
light, exposure to God's Word uncovers even the secrets of our heart. And there will be a day when everything will be laid bare. Light increases or it decreases depending on how you respond to it. And light requires that we obey God's Word. And you may say today, well, I want to do that. I want to be a person who follows the light, who hears what God says and trusts Him and follows after Him. I want you to know of what Jesus said about Himself. He said in John chapter 8, verse 12, I am the light of the world. And then He gives a promise. He says, whoever follows me will not walk in darkness but will have the light of life. Church, that's a great promise for you to hang on to today because if you've not noticed, we live in a dark world. The world around us is wallowing in darkness and sin. And Jesus tells us, though, that in spite of that, if you follow after Him, you won't walk in darkness, but you will have the light of life. So what are you called to do today? You're called, if you're a Christian, if you've trusted Jesus, you need to make sure that light is put up on a lampstand and others are told about Jesus so that they can know Him as well. You're called here today, if, if you're not a Christian, if you're unsure whether or not you're, you're truly saved, you're called with the light that you've received this morning, the truth that you've heard, to believe it, to trust it, and to follow hard after it. You're called this morning, if you've been a Christian for, for some time, to dig into God's Word, to read it, to understand it, to be in it every day and to listen, follow, and obey. Trust in Jesus. And Jesus says, as you follow after Him, you have that promise that you won't be in the darkness. But no, you will have the light of life.